0: Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley?
1: Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really, Riley Podcast. Woo!
0: Well, hello there, beloveds. Nice to hear from you guys again. Welcome back to the Really, Riley Podcast, my little corner of the world where I like to talk about all things real, all things Riley. All the things that are happening in my head, in my world, sometimes I make you laugh, sometimes I make you cry, sometimes I make you go, what the hell did that girl just say? Which that one's actually my favorite. Um, But today I have a very special guest on the podcast that I'm so excited to talk to. I've been wanting to talk to him. Well, I talked to him a bunch of times in person, but you know, from a professional standpoint, I've been wanting to have him on the podcast for a while. He is my, what shall I call him? Because we always have nicknames on the podcast. He is my facial guru, I guess you could say, but he is absolutely way, way, way more than that because the accolades this man has on his roster are kind of crazy. Um, But every time I do anything in terms of social, makeup, whatever, get procedures done, you guys are always all about it and you want to know and be all up in it. And I thought, well, you know, how fun would it be to have him on the podcast and talk some things through beauty, through cosmetic procedures, through all the things, some things that I've wanted to get that I haven't, some things that you guys want to know that I didn't actually know anything about and wouldn't think to ask. So thank you for that. Without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to Dr. Schoenfeld. He is my facial extraordinaire. He's responsible for keeping me wrinkle free and also keeping me from making some bad beauty mistakes. Hi, Dr. Schoenfeld.
1: Hi Riley, how are you?
0: I'm good. Um, so to give you guys good a little, b- yeah, like to give you guys a little bit of backstory on Doctor Schoenfeld, I've been seeing him. What is it now? Five, four and a half years now.
1: Mm, probably closer to five and a half, actually.
0: Holy schnikes! Well, thanks to you, my face yep. does not reflect that.
1: <laughs> so sad.
0: Um, I was introduced to him by one of my friends that used to work with him, and just to give you guys a backstory. I don't say this to be pompous, but I do have a lot of people throwing their services at me, being you know, in radio for 20 years, being in a very high level market of media that everybody wants you to talk about them. But I have paid for, but the occasional friends benefit from Dr. Schoenfeld, my Botox, because Dr. Schoenfeld is the best that I can think of in the business. You know, I am very careful about my face. You only get one face. And if you fuck it up, you fuck it up. Like sometimes some of the things that people stick in their faces are not reversible. So Dr. Schoenfeld, I did a little thing on Instagram asking people like, let's talk beauty, let's talk procedures. And I can only go so far with it. And there's some questions that I would not feel responsible answering in a truthful light. So I think we're going to have you do that if you're okay with
1: it. Yeah, happy to do so. Before, I love this spell history.
0: Ah, but before we do that, why don't you just give a little rundown of all of the things, what you are board certified in your, sure. all, basically all the things that are on your wall and your, and your sure. plaques of things. Just tell us about who yeah. you are and what you have done in the industry.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, time goes fast and I have been around a little while. Yeah. I started out in medical school in New York and, um, I was in the army for 10 years where I trained at Walter Reed in uh, head and neck surgery.
2: Wow. And
1: after that I did a uh, facial plastic um, uh, year where I'm now boarded in ENT uh, head and neck surgery. And then like most facial plastic surgeons, we get our second board and that's in facial plastic. So, you know, that takes about, I don't know, college, med school training, you know, you're looking at like 14 years, I guess. From college on you know so yeah it takes a long time so now I'm so I practice uh facial plastic surgery and I do I perform you know facelifts eyelids rhinoplasties, uh you know the, the latest and greatest chin implants buckle fat removal and you know while I do that I also like to do um you know perform neurotoxin injections botoxin discord I like to do fillers I like to do uh I'm not you know big on thread lifts and things like that because I have Better surgical alternatives, but you know I understand all of these things, and I, I you know it's it's interesting and interesting you know I enjoy you say that but that interesting you should say that I'm marking a star next to this
0: one. go ahead, I'm sorry,
1: okay, yeah, so yeah, so that's uh that's what I do that's my practice in a nutshell um and that's uh what I feel is uh my sort of uh area of expertise, and um you know that's pretty and I love it, so yeah. I meet a lot of great people through this, uh, and it's a, it's a great job. A lot of responsibility, but a great job.
0: But see, I love that about you. You're being incredibly modest about it because the thing of it is, is like I said, throughout my many years of radio and living in many different markets and all different walks of life, I see some people that don't take their responsibility as heavily, per se, as you do because I feel like you're a student of your craft, and I also feel like it's. I need to say, and I've said this to you guys before on Instagram, like I love the mark of a person, professional, whatever that instead of just going for it and like wanting to make the money or wanting to get the whatever that goes into making a quick decision about letting a patient do something to their face or their body that isn't maybe the best for them. I've walked into doctor Schoenfeld's in office many a times. I'm like, can we do this? Can we do this? And you're like, no, you don't need that. Like I, at some point wanted to get my lips done. My husband has just said, that's the one thing, babe, please don't touch the mouth yet. Um, and, you know, Dr. Schoenfeld is conservative with the things that he does with my face. You know, so many people say, like, you're 41, about to be 42, but I don't look like a frozen face or a duck face. No shade to Lisa Renna, because y'all know that I love my Real Housewives, but her lips are much. But, Dr. Schoenfeld, do you think that she's had them done, or you think some of that's natural?
1: Well, I mean, I've watched her for years. Right. Um, so she was. A incredibly attractive woman. Mm. And so, this, you know, here's the thing. I think in almost anything, if you look at a really beautiful woman or a beautiful man, there is a little DNA in genetics that they already have. And as, you know, plastic surgeons, we can do two things. We can help them and maintain their appearance, or we can screw them up. And I think that some, like Lisa Rinna, you know, at some point, probably, I mean, she was gorgeous and probably had a, um, you know, somebody who did the right thing for a little while, but then I think they sort, you, you, you go down this rabbit hole and you start looking for things that um, are going to make you, you know, when you're in your forties and you want to look like you're 20, Mm -mm. there's problems. And so, you know, again, it's like, I think you have to use judgment. So again, I think was pretty. I think she had great foundation. I think that building on that foundation would have uh, created a really attractive woman along the way. But overdoing it because more is better or something, whatever that you know, whoever decided that was the right thing to do, I think, Mm -hmm. that's where she got into trouble. You know, And then you keep going in that direction and you look just odd. You don't look younger. You look just odd. Absolutely.
0: Like I always live by the notion, like I live a very healthy lifestyle. I don't drink I eat really healthy. I work out like a mad woman. You know, all of you guys have seen it. And for me, I always say, like, if I can't fix it in the gym or lifestyle, I'll go fix it with help, but at a certain space, because, you know, I didn't start getting injectables until, oh my, I think I was like 36 the first time I got them. I do have a little bit of an unfair advantage because of the fact that, A, I have a beautiful family with really great genes. I'm not being pompous. I think my family's gorgeous. But B, I also, am Puerto Rican, I have a little bit more of a little melanin or sun protection or something in the DNA that, you know, we age a little slower than certain ethnicities. That's just true. Um, but I do believe I like the idea of the way that my face is aging, the way that I am maintaining through Dr. Schoenfeld and really good skincare. So I feel like I thought let's get into it and get to your questions and give you guys a little bit more of a window and an educated insight on what you can, can't do, should, shouldn't do, or at least From this professional uh, opinion. I like to always put that disclaimer on those things. So debunking a few beauty procedures, you touched on facial threading. So for my limited knowledge and lingo, it is basically like a facelift, but with threads in your scalp, or is that at the base of your like cheekbone?
1: So it's take your hands and pull your cheeks up or pull your neck up or pull your eyebrows up. Okay. So what these threads do is they start out in a relatively hidden position in your scalp, behind your ear, um, in your temple region. Um, And what we do is we basically tunnel underneath the skin, and these threads have these small barbs in them, meaning like these small, tiny little hooks. Now, these threads are made of um, what we call vital, but basically it's a dissolvable uh, suture and they last about 6 months to 9 months and what we do is we literally just pull these areas of your face and eyebrows up and it does elevate things there's no question but the procedure is it's not long lasting that's and for sure, because
2: that sounds like a yeah, lot
1: yeah, for well, 6 to 8 know,
0: months like, you,
1: you can you don't feel it it's a, it's actually you know, you kind of wonder who is the first person to say, Hey, I'll try that. Right. And so somebody did it. And, you know, they found that, you know, it didn't really hurt that. That's like actually one of the things, you know, when you get it done, you have to numb the face and, you know, you, you put a different number of threads in, but let's just talk about for the sake of elevation. So these things pull your skin up and what happens is the skin will elevate and then smooth out in its new position. But, it doesn't stay in that position mm-hmm. and it can look odd and it can look distorted. And you really, you don't get anything close to what a, even a, you know, a mini facelift or, or a temple brow lift or something that's more surgical would do. Sure. But you know, I've done these like so, so patients of mine who I've known for a while have come to see me and they said, look, I am terrified of a facelift. I have my daughter's wedding coming up and I'm like, and they're, well, can, can you do, and I'm like, you know what? Sure, we can do this. This is going to work. And, you know, three months later, they have the wedding. They look great. And then, you know, it goes back to where they started. So I think there's a purpose, uh, you know, and a place for, for a thread list. Uh, I just don't think it's like, I think it's, you know, here's the other thing. When procedures become very – when they're offered on Groupons and things like that, you kind of step back a little bit. Yes. And you got to sort of wonder, like, you know, now that everybody can do these things, how technically efficient is this procedure? When anyone who can buy threads is able to, you know, perform these procedures, you got to wonder, like, hmm, how much strength does this really require? And if it doesn't require much, is it really – that sophisticated a procedure. So, I mean, those things should go into your, like, memory bank when you make decisions on any kind of cosmetic treatment, frankly.
0: Absolutely. I mean, and the training aspect, that brings me to another point that me and you actually talked about in um, your office sure. the last time I was there. One of my best friends in the whole world, she is a nurse and she wants to get into the injectable side of it. I love her to death. I would do it. She was one of my bridesmaids. I'll do anything in the world for her, except... Let her mess with my face because, you know, yeah. she's been training for a little while and I'm sorry. Call me a snob. I don't give a shit. It is my face and I'm not going to mess it up. And I like where it is right now. We'd like to keep it in that space. So everybody asked me, this is kind of a two part question, Dr. Schoenfeld. So sure. one you touched upon the training aspect for me. Oh my God, please know your surgeons, know your people, do your research, talk, see, look at the fate. Look, I don't even get my lashes done without a good recommendation. Okay. So, and that's just my yeah. lashes, but so yes, know your people, but, um, a lot of people ask, what is the difference? And this, this goes into like, know who's doing whatever, like what's the difference between disport? and Botox, because the reason she actually backed off and didn't want to mess with my face is because I get Dysport. I happen to like it a little better. I don't really know the scientific reason of why. For me, I feel like I like the movement in my face a little bit more. I feel like for me and my skin type and my DNA, if you will, it lasts a little bit longer. But there's a a reason why certain people will do Dysport and some people only offer Botox, correct?
1: Sure. But Yes. And, and it, it, there's more than just those two products as well. But, right. but you touched on something about, you know, training and who does what. And, and so, you know, just because my biggest thought on this is the following. You know, when I trained, I had, and, and you know, you were mentioning this earlier, I had so much respect for what kind of, uh, I don't know what you call it, but what I was given as, a, as this gift to practice medicine. yeah, You know, it was like unattainable when I was going through, I mean, I came from really nothing and to be a doctor was more than I could have ever dreamed. So when I was given this like responsibility and this gift of becoming a doctor, I had so much respect for the do no harm aspect of, you know, what we take as a oath Thanks when we get, uh, when we become physicians. Yeah. So when I see things and I, and you ask about training, for me, it's, a, it's a, it comes down to this. I do nothing to anyone where I cannot manage the complication. So that's the premise I start with. Mm -hmm. No matter what I do to somebody, I know that I can manage the complication or I can manage it as well as anyone else can manage this complication. And that is where it becomes sort of a dicey thing because we have so many people who inject. By the way, you know, though I went through, you know, 15 years of training there are people who do inject who are who are not you know they're nurses who are excellent they really are absolutely but but i think i'm I'm being very serious in that if you cannot manage the complication i don't know if you should be doing the procedure because that's really why you pay your money yes you pay your money to get your botox you pay your money so that you don't have a problem with it.
0: Right. So, so let me back up just real quick that. before the nurses yeah. and get, they get me like, I love her and nurses do work very hard and she is going to be an amazing injector. She's just only been doing this for about six, seven, eight months. And I'm just kind of like, mm, yeah. I think you need a, little a more, you, I you need a little more practice before you touch my face.
1: I think you need supervision. And that's yes. where it sort of breaks down because it's like you, and, and, and it's the old saying, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. All of a sudden you, get the, you go to a weekend course and you think you know everything there is to know about Botox and then you go on Instagram and you become an authority on social media and it's such, uh, there's so many fallacies that are created and, mm-hmm. and, it, you know, and things that are perpetuated and myths that aren't true. So you asked me a question about the difference between Botox and Dysport. So here's the bottom line. Different neurotoxins, Botox, Dysport, uh, Juvo, Zomon, now Daxi, they work different. They 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 have one thing that's different in all of them, though there are a couple of other things, and that's the protein that carries the botulinum toxin. Every one of them has botulinum toxin in it, but the protein carrier is what is specific to each one of these particular products. And what the protein carrier allows is for these neurotoxins. To actually be taken up by the uh, nerve endings, which is what you need to do in order to stop the muscle from moving. I don't want to get too technical, but if you just put botulinum toxin into somebody, it would disappear. It wouldn't actually. It would. It would not last. It would be gone in no time. Mm. So these proteins that are attached to this, you know, create the longevity and and the safety of the botulinum. So because you can't put a patent on botulinum, but you can put a patent on the protein that carries this botulinum. So why does one person respond to one thing and one person respond to another? So there's science behind some of that and there's trial and error. And that's all pretty legitimate. True. Like some products work better for some people than others. I've had people who've come to me and said, you know, my Botox just isn't doing what it used to. I'll say, why don't we try this for it? Bang, works great. And then there's the other reasons, which are maybe cost. Some of the companies which were more new to the, to the game sort of put out their products at a fairly steep discount. And so it became more attractive to the provider to use those products because the profit margin was greater. You could charge less for the product and still make a lot more where something like Botox is non-negotiable. Right. This port kind of non-negotiable. Those are like the the heavyweights of the of the category, and they don't. There's not a lot of bargaining there. So I, I like those products best because they've been used the most, and I know the um I know the response in individuals to those products. But you know I'm getting uh, used to using Daxi now, which is a, a totally different product, and it, it's longevity and things. So you know, there I'm willing to learn, but I also don't like to cut corners. And if I know that a product is not going to be as good as another product, I'm not going to use it. Even if I make more using the other product. Yes, Those those are the other things.
0: You see what I mean, friends? This is why I don't let other people touch my face. So you touched earlier when we were talking about procedures that could be more beneficial than others or maybe alternatives, if you will. That's my word. Correct me if I'm wrong on that particular word. So I have hooded eyes. I don't love them. That's why I like get the big lashes because I want to cover them up. And obviously gravity is starting to pull at 41 and a half years old. But once like you, in a certain space, I'm probably going to get the eyelid surgery. Maybe not anytime soon. Maybe when the dollars are coming to the bank and this podcast is like, you know, millions of dollars, whatever that might be down the road. I'm not itching to do that just yet. And I don't feel like I, you know, anybody should have pressure to do it. I'm not saying you did that to me. It's just, you don't have to get all the things, you know, but in the meantime, I wanted a tiny little bit of a lift there. And you, in my opinion, did my disport in such a way that I did get a little eyebrow lift there.
1: So, yeah, so you can do that. Of yeah. course, that that's I, it's 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 temporary. It's not going to lift your um, it's not going to get rid of skin, but it does. You know, you can listen you can do non-invasive treatments and get some nice results out of that that are definitely short of surgical intervention, but not everybody needs to have surgery uh, at all times. So yeah, that's why these products exist and are successful. Well, it's so, kind of yeah, the same, same thing as like
0: doing a facial contour with makeup. You know, like if you contoured your face in such a way that you're like, oh my God, I love this. I'm going to go to see my surgeon and check it out. Like, cool. If that was a situation where. I loved that little lift that was temporary so much. And then I wanted to go get it done. But again, I feel like you need to have someone like Dr. Schoenfeld that has the know-how, the responsibility, and the respect of what he does. You know, I definitely feel as though there's so many people that don't give a shit. (laughs) They're just like quick fix right now. In the days of Instagram where everything is six seconds and you get everything so rapid fast, you want some food, you order it in an Uber. You know, you want your information, you go to TikTok, you don't have to go to a dictionary anymore. But, you know, fast fashion, right? You want something that looks like the runway, but it's not actually the runway. But I am a Ross girl, I'll admit it. But I just don't feel like you should do that with the face or the body. So another-
2: question
0: that so many people ask me about there's two procedures that people were just like i want to know about this i think i'm pronouncing this right ozempic the new weight loss thing that a lot of the celebrities are doing what do we think about that
1: so all right so ozempic is not even a procedure it's an injection and it's originally made for diabetics because of obesity uh was is the you know is the enemy of blood sugar control so that medicine you have to understand was not designed for cosmetic reasons so and this goes to so this sort of echoes what i was saying earlier if you look on social media or you look on um uh, even on television do you know how many people are offering ozempic injections now in their med spas because yeah exactly so the answer to the question is is that it's an incredible drug. So first things first, I truly believe that obesity is a disease. Yeah, it is. There's no question. Uh, You you, you know, that whole idea of fat shaming and things like that just makes me crazy because it, it is disease. So we have a pill now that actually works on this disease and it works on a lot of levels of this disease. So it is fantastic. But when you come in and you're say five foot seven and 134 pounds, and you want to be 129 pounds, and you ask for Ozempic, this is where I have an issue because it's really kind of playing with stuff that I don't know wasn't meant to be used that way. Absolutely. But, I mean, here we are. I mean, I mean, here we are. So it does. Listen, people are going to get it fast. So that's what my thoughts are on Ozempic. It really works. You can't say a bad thing about it yet. We don't know I mean, we don't know everything about it, but we know a lot about it. And it's it's impressive. i am I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you that. But you have to be aware because you know, we we see something now called Ozembic face. Yeah. Where you, you don't get to choose, by the way, where you lose your fat. Mm-hmm. You know, people lose their fat. They're like, wait a minute, where'd my ass go? Hang on a second. <laughs> it's like yep. I wanted just I wanted my tummy to go, but now I lost my cheeks
2: and mm-hmm. my ass.
1: And my tummy is the last thing to go. Well, that's kind of what you got. You, you know, it's fire beware. Yes. But having said that, the Ozembic thing is more, I'm not going to say it's a fad. I hope it never goes away because for the right people, it's sure. phenomenal. But when it's used sort of like, you know, when you go in and you're getting, uh, you know, you get your uh, Botox or Dysport, and you're like, you know, I got this affair coming up in two weeks. I think I'm going to get an Ozembic injection. Uh. That's a li- where it becomes a little more kind of like kind of spooky to me. That's yes. all. Awesome.
0: I mean, my, I grunt like that because as you know, being a fitness ambassador, being that my husband's a strength coach, being that fitness is very much the part of the fabric of my life. I am right. not high and mighty because of that aspect of who I am, but I can't stand cutting corners like that. Like all of my it's Auntie in Spanish. They're always like, you know, I'm going to end up, you know, losing 20 pounds right before your wedding. Everybody was going on these crash diets. And I'm like, no. Like, yes, we yeah, have yeah, all yeah. these great things on the market. I am a user of all things like beauty and all the things. But I don't have, I, I don't know. I don't love the whole fast aspect of that when it be, could become dangerous using that in such a just, you know, laissez-faire way.
1: So speaking of. Well, you know, the yeah. other thing is that shortcuts don't change lifestyle. No. So if you are looking for just a shortcut and not going to change your lifestyle, I think you're going to be ultimately disappointed because you know, one day the Ozempic will stop mm-hmm. and you're going to gain your weight back. But if you are in a program like you're discussing, then by all means. So a lot of, listen, there are places that are like we do Ozempic, but you need to sign up for this diet coach session and this, you know, health uh, session and this exercise session So it's, it's there's there are places that do sort of like you know all encompassing type of lifestyle things which yes. i think are great which I because love that. it really yes. does uh, it's, yeah i think that's great but you're not going to go anywhere if you don't change you know what got you there totally. and, and again i do believe it a disease but i think you need this disease needs to be hit by medicine lifestyle changes, exercise, diet, those kind of things. So Absolutely. yeah, there's no shortcuts. I agree.
0: I mean, so many people ask me that they're like, Oh Riley, your snap back after having those babies was amazing. I'm like, girl, there, there was no snapping back out of any of this. Did you not see me round as a pumpkin working out up until four days before I gave birth? But I also think That's that true. notion is also tied in to your face, your skin, the way that things are, because yes, I go to Dr. Schoenfeld and yes, I get a lot of procedures, you know, microneedling and you know, with the PRP, PCP, the vampire facial, those things, yep. I get them done. Yep. Um, But I am also, I have a good base for my face. I take care of it. I don't wear a lot of makeup on the daily. I never go to sleep with makeup on. I always do skincare because thankfully enough, I grew up in Florida and I don't have a lot of sun damage to my face. But a lot of people have asked me like skincare, like in terms of high end, low end, do you have to spend... A good amount of money to get a good skincare product, one and two. What would you say? There's three pieces of skincare that you should have in your arsenal in terms of like you know, mm-hmm. serums, moisturizers, face people, wash,
1: those things. Yep, yep. I think you need a face wash, you need an exfoliator, and you need a moisturizer. So, however, you get those things, and this is, I mean, you realize the skincare industry is crazy. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, there's so much. Clean. And work then work to the trillions. It is so ginormous. Here's what I will tell you though: the things that I'm not that crazy about are when somebody comes out with a celebrity line of product mm-hmm. and touts it as this unbelievable sort of like you know fountain of youth. Yes, we in our office we stay with you know I have a Retina that has my name on it, but mm-hmm. frankly it's a Retina. I didn't create Retina, but they it, I have it package. So it's, it's actually a little gentler, more gentle than what you could buy, you know, commercially. Right. Having said that, we, you know, I, I trust the people that work for me and have been in this industry for 20 years. So when we look at products, we look at, first of all, not one size fits all. There are so many products. So we, you have to choose something that's going to work with your skin. Mm-hmm. And what's going to, you know, and what's going to um, not, not only not be irritating, but Like what kind of, what skin tone do you have? Like, you know, what, what, how dry is your skin? How oily is your skin? Mm -hmm. So I I think you have, but here's the thing, your skin is a conveyor belt. You know, if I do a procedure on you, I I just get to put you backwards for, you know, a few miles. Yeah. But as you're still, your skin's still going to, going to age and progress. You want to, you want to take care of your investment. So, you know, you do things like Botox and Dysport. You want to take care of your skin because A, it's your largest organ. B, great skin. It's so sexy. So yes. I, I'm a big proponent of it. And, you know, I, I will tell you that it can get daunting and you can't spend nothing on skincare, but you do not have to spend the billions of dollars on skincare. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. No. Like I used to have a friend that worked at the Chanel counter, so I would get the samples, and then I became a junkie for it. And it had to be Chanel face wash. I loved their foaming blend at one point. Blah blah blah. blah. Now listen, I right. have the gamut right. of the the skincare. And the good news is, there's like a lot of drugstore dupes that are out now that I'm actually a proponent of. Like I use Elastin Tinted Moisturizer that I got from your office actually when I started using it. And yep. it's because I don't like a lot of makeup on my face. It's got a good high SPF count, thirty-six, I think it is. And yep. I that's one of my go-tos. So it's some might say it's like on the medium end, it's like thirty-six to forty-two dollars or something like that. And then then you have like the crab sunscreen. That's, you know, six dollars. It also just depends on your face because there's a lot of those tinted moisturizers out there. There's a ton of them. Some work more than others. I have pretty even skin. I don't really think it's super oily, super dry or whatever. So it is a little bit of trial and error, I think. And in terms of face washes, like I, again, used to use the big Chanel one. Now, honestly, like I use, I found a Neutrogena gel formula that I love because it doesn't dry out my face that I think is kind yes. of so, almost as good because the in, ingredients are clean. So it just depends on so who you for are. for the
1: things, the things that like you're talking about, sort of the beginning and end of your skincare routine, right. I'm not, uh, I think you're spot on. If you find a gentle cleanser that's gentle, go for it. If you find a moisturizer that's, that's got uh, a sunscreen in it and it and it does you well, go for it. But I'm going to tell you, the in-between stuff, that's where the where your money hits you know, where, where they, uh, where there is some, you need to have, a, there's a cost to that. Absolutely. The, oh my God. Products yes. that have been tested with hyaluronic acid, mm-hmm. with alpha hydroxy acids, with vitamin C's, a lot of these things that actually do the rejuvenation of your skin, you're yeah. going to have to pay a little bit for that. Uh, and you should. It's you, so can, and, and, you just yeah, named and, off because, like my
0: whole arsenal in my bathroom right now. <laughs> well,
1: well, there you go. I mean, it's, you know, that's really, they're the workhorses of what you're actually doing you those are the things that are actually doing the medicinal changes to your skin getting rid of the brown spots getting rid of the dead skin keeping you know brightening your skin and you know all the things turning over the cells yeah all that's really important you know so you got to pay a little bit for that. I'm not, uh, yeah. No, that's you, no I'm, joke.
0: Like, and it's, it's just sort of like my mom always make fun of her. Cause she'll buy all the cheap little three, four, five, six, seven, eight dollar things, but then it don't work. I'm like, so you're spending whatever many hundreds of dollars on crap that doesn't work where you could just go. And if you're able to spend that, you know, make that your mother's day gift card next year on 50 bucks on, I don't even spend that much, but you know, a good little amount of money, like especially with vitamin C, just from my own experience, I started Delving into the vitamin C when I was getting married, I wanted my skin very, very glowy and fresh, and lots of pictures were going to be taken. Some vitamin C's are absolute crap, and then some of them, meh, you can get by. But then there's those ones where you can just feel it on the face, and you just know. So in well, turn- there are
1: there are products that you can buy uh, that you have to buy through a licensed provider, right? And then there are products you can buy on Amazon. So, I mean, oh, there I you those, know, for instance, we, we have products. that. where you're that, getting it from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I'm just saying it's, you know, the, and there are different concentrations. So, yeah. for instance, I, I, let's say, you know, your listeners are buying things with vitamin C or alpha hydroxy acids. There's a concentration of each of those things in, in a product. If you're going to buy it sort of commercially, like at a Target or something like that, it's not going to be a very high concentration because they can't assume you know, they're not a lot, you know, they don't want that. They don't want you know, bringing them back burned up. But if you get it through like a, 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 our office, um, a, um, a dermatologist's office, a really skilled esthetician with, you know, nurse practitioners who are really dedicated to this craft, you can get some really good things and, and they'll work, but you're not going to get like, you can't get really good things that are over the counter type things. It just doesn't, not the same. And I, I used to think, oh, come on, this can't be, it's, it's true. These You know, these companies are not, they're not just good marketing companies, they are. Oh, it's great packaging like glasses, and celebrities, IS yes. Clinical, all these like, you know, um, Zoe, uh, you know, all these companies do a lot of research and they're, you know, they're not stupid. They do, they put out good things. So, yeah, I'm not dissuading you from getting that, but. And you got to spend a little money to get the the stuff that really works. You get what you pay
0: for. It's just true. And it's always like I tell people, you know, they're just like, oh, I want to buy. Only in the middle. Yeah.
1: Only in the middle. In the middle. In the the middle. In your routine, you could go cheap and and do just fine.
0: In the middle products, he's saying like, okay, you have your face wash, you have your SPF, you have your... Whatever, but if you're talking about, like, the serums, if you're talking about the peptides, or you're talking about the... Got it. For my skincare routine, you, you guys, it. I've told you guys this a couple of times on Instagram, but I'll tell you here what I do. I do, if it's a heavy makeup day, I do a double cleanse with, like, a cleansing balm to take it all off, and then I use, like, an exfoli- one of those exfoliating-making towels. I use a gentle cleanser, and then every other day or on those heavy makeup days, I will do a gentle exfoliant. I don't like a really gritty one because I do use... Uh, retin A is it ret it tretino and retin A whatever the, it's supposed to be called. I do got it.
2: Retin-A. I do
0: use retin A and that makes your skin kind of slough off. It's kind of like scaly, so I don't like to use something. It, it almost was like a sunburn, so I don't like to use a light sunburn. So I don't like to use that heavy, heavy like gritty one. So I'll use that. Mine is sort of like it's got the beads in it, but it's sort of gel based in a sense. Then after that, I will dry it off. I will use a vitamin C toner. Then I, I obviously just said I use the Retin-A and then I use a vitamin C serum, but I intertwine that sometimes with a, I have one with a hyaluronic acid in it, but again, it's not my favorite because I don't feel like it works. It wasn't, you know, the best. I tried it out. I'm kind of like, meh. So I'm kind of in, intertwining those but in between there. And then I do in the evenings, I do like a deeper moisturizer, like one of the bomb moisturizers that's thick. In the mornings, depending summer, I like a gel based moisturizer. Winter I still like the creamy ones, but not too thick. And again, I have all of the gamut of all the different things. So
1: You know, I would tell you I would tell your listeners that listen, you know, even for me, this this topic gets overwhelming because there are so many products that come out and get so but I would tell them you want to spend good money. Go find somebody who re- who you can go get a a facial from, who really knows their stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, really knows their stuff, and they will tell you what you should be doing. And it may not be perfect the first time you go, but by the third time you get your facial, you'll be squared away. And yes. then at least you're not like l- drinking out of the proverbial fire hose of information <laughs> and getting all kinds of you know input from friends and TV and instagram and you're doing it on your you're doing it with somebody who really knows yeah and and that's worth it, it you know it's not just a consult you're getting a facial so you'll know what a really good one is like mm-hmm. and then you can get the products you need and it's not like you have to you can do as much research as you want but frankly it's like it, unless you're practicing the craft i don't think you really are going to get it out of a book or on you know on the yeah. internet or so TikTok. i think absolutely it's worth the a really really good esthetician
0: yes okay so i have two more questions for this well three technically because everybody wants to know the truth and the lies of what i've done to my face body etc so i'm gonna let you answer some of those for you for we'll get to that one last but um do's and don'ts of lip filler because this is something i said that i wanted and dr schoenfeld was kind enough to kind of like meh we don't really need that yet i do still have a full pout i do But my mother, I am her spitting image. She's amazingly beautiful. She's going to be 68 years old. Doesn't look a damn day over 50, and I'm not lying. She didn't get any injectables until she was, like, 55. Um, Do's and don'ts of lip filler. Because I hear the scaries of, like, it migrating and rolling back into itself. And then you get the people that have the the really weird bumpy lips. Like, what is your – what's your baseline when you would tell somebody like me, like, me, we don't necessarily need to go there yet?
1: So – you know, you have to sort of like figure out, you know, first of all, I always tell people who have no lips that are hesitant to get lip filler, that it's not a one size fits all Truth. scenario. Yes. You can really craft and sculpt the lip. I had a woman who came in two days ago. She actually had a cancer removed from her lip, wow. which took out literally a third of her lip. So her lips stay symmetric in its thickness, just because the way the lip lined up after she had it reappeared. This filler, you can now make this filler, uh, excuse me, you can create a symmetric lip with this filler. My point is, is that you can do a lot of sculpting if you know what you're doing with a filler. But most importantly, I think that the days of lips walking into the room before (laughs) the individual are sort of dying. And that is really good because, I mean, at the end of the day, you want to look beautiful, but you want to look odd. I mean, no. you can, full lips are awesome, but balloons that look like two sausages is not attractive. No. So, you know, there's really a difference between, you know, you can have large lips that are done really well and you can have large lips that look terrible, mm-hmm. or you can have small lips that look really good. You know, I mean, it, it's really, there's, there's a lot of variety in there, but I, I don't dislike a, a fuller lip. I just don't like a non sculpted Full lip. What I mean by that is that you have very identifiable landmarks to a lip. Yes. And you need to follow these rules when you are creating an enlarged version of a lip.
0: Oh, Once I love time- that. Okay. Wait, stop there for yeah. a second. So don't reinvent sure. the wheel. Oh, I love that. Right. Okay. So it's like, you're not yeah. trying to walk in there and look like Betty Boop or look like Kylie Jenner. You're trying to take your mouth and make it more voluptuous and not just reinvent your whole face. Cause that feels like a no, no
1: well, it worked well for you for, at, at for a while, you might as well, let's, let's get it back to what, you know, you can reset the clock, you know, a decade if you get the lips done appropriately. Absolutely.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Okay. So I don't want lip filler for a minute. Um. So the next one is what is the skinny on implants right now? Because I wanted those for a long time as well. Like, but yet so many people I know are having the ex- extraction or explant surgeries because they're getting sick or supposedly that's what I think it is. And they, they think that's the fix for all their ailments. I um was always very well endowed as a kid. I yep. blossomed very early. I was a 34 D most of my life and I have a pretty small frame. I'm five foot two, hundred and whatever. We're not going to go there on the way, whatever I have. I'm a petite person for the most part. And Let's face it; the kids have sucked the life out of them, and I wanted to get implants. However, I don't want them enough, or or dislike my breasts enough to want to go through extensive surgery in that way. Especially when I hear people are getting sick off of them. Is that because they're not changing them out every ten to fifteen years like they're supposed to? They're getting a bad job. Like what happens there when someone gets sick off of them?
1: Yeah. So you know, this is a really it's a controversial topic. Sure. I have to tell you, it's not like you can. There's only, you know, there were two. First of all, there's two kinds of sick. One of the kinds of sick was when they were using textured implants. Women were actually developing um, uh, lymphoma from these implants. Not every day, uh, but one in, you know, many, many thousands. But there was enough of a pattern that it was statistically significant. So those don't exist anymore. The other question was whether or not silicone versus saline. And so people were getting all these saline implants for a long time because they were fearful of silicone, they were leaking, they were causing this. The truth is, no, never, and they did incredible studies for this. So now we're now in explant mode, where people have claimed that they are terribly ill, they have chronic fatigue, they have, you know, malaise, you know, here's what I would tell you. I don't think it's something that you need to be worried about, but it's something you need to be aware of. Just yeah. like every uh, other surgery. Could mm-hmm. it happen to you? Probably not, but possibly. So you have to weigh that yourself. Nobody can tell you, don't do it because. Actually, I would argue that that would not be a prudent approach. I do not feel that, you know, there are counseling things, like you need to tell somebody, you could have necrosis, you could have a chip, you could have a, you know, it could extrude. It's, there's a million things you you must tell them, but saying you're going to develop, Implant sickness and need to be Removed I don't know if that's really Like as a fact specific. an absolute but Yeah I don't want to say that it's a tougher one Sure, But that said it's like You know I, and I have people Who you know I, so I, Full disclosure I have excellent Friends of mine who do breast surgery And they send me all of Their face surgery so I Have wonderful referrals to Breast surgeons and they send All their face work to me Well, Having said that I'm in the mix that I get caught up in the conversation. And it was always so interesting to me because I, you know, I, you don't want to poo-poo somebody and say, that's the craziest thing. Listen, I know people who had it taken out and they, and it's changed their lives. Are you asking me everyone who has breast implants? Is this happening to, I would tell you hardly anyone, but when it happens, it, it, you know, you, you, you can't, you can't, you can't argue, you know, you have to yeah. entertain it as a possibility so i mean i would tell you if you were interested in implants go for implants it's not it's not a highly technical procedure it's not terribly invasive it's i'm I'm just i'm not minimizing surgery i'm just saying if you were to you know you asked me earlier about eyelids eyelids is like the gateway drug to facial plastic (laughs) surgery (laughs) you get your you get your eyelids done you're like that was it that's all I had to do, that didn't hurt. I recovered in two weeks and I look amazing. I look so, its just, you know, so anyway, the point I'm making is. I see that what you're doing. You press, know, I want yeah, that. Bro, I see you. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I'm trying to, Right, I got to pay for this time somehow, right? I know. So. He's joking. No, he's yeah, mentioned it
0: one time saying. before, but he's never pushed again. So don't go there. Friends.
1: No, never, ever, never, ever, ever. Yeah, I mean, you're, you, again, you are gifted with, you know, beautiful skin and, that's going to last you a long time. Thank you, Mama. But, you know, back to the breast implant thing. I think that, you know, if you want breast implants, get breast implants. Go to a, you know, it's more important to go to a reputable surgeon and, get, and maybe pay a couple of bucks more mm-hmm. than it is to, like, you know, it, yeah, I, I mean, that's than to worry about whether or not you're going to develop, you know, implant sickness. Yeah. If you really want to make, if you want to stack the deck in your favor, right. go to a great surgeon, maybe pay a little more. But you know you're going to get really good care and they're going to follow you and you're going to get empathy if you have issues and you're going to get, you know, white, white gloves of treatment. And that's worth it. So outside of that, I don't know about the implant sickness so yeah. much, if that's something that would dissuade. It's, I don't know if it should dissuade your listeners, but I should say.
2: Totally.
0: I think it's just that the theme of most of these questions that we've had in terms of like maybe, should we, kind of, deep whatever, it's do your research Get someone that knows what they're doing, feel comfortable about it, be willing to realize that a, a large portion of it, maybe not all of it, in terms of across the board procedures, beauty products, la da 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 da, is you get what you pay for, you get what you research, you get in terms of maintaining what you put into it. So, <laughs> having said that, everybody in their damn mama wants to know what I have done and what I have not. Now, before y'all get squirrely, Dr. Schoenfeld has only ever seen my face, but from your professional opinion, this makes me laugh to even have to say this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you think I have had my butt done? These are actual questions.
1: (laughs) That's hysterical. Isn't it? Um, You know what? (laughs) Listen, you know, I've watched the progression of your butt from, Thank you yeah, not pregnant. Well, you're out on Instagram. Yeah, so if y'all want to watch it there. too, it's there, at Riley Couture. Exactly. <laughs> I actually just watched your workouts, but since you mentioned your butt, I'll I'll chime in. The fact is, no, you have put serious work into that thing. And Thank that you, is, you know, it, there's nothing better than that. Totally. Anyone can get that injected, but it wouldn't look like yours. You Thank have you. muscle. Thank you. So, yeah.
0: And that was yep. after two kids, friends. I just, I get like, I think it's funny. And I like, it rolls off my back with a grain of salt. The th- things that people ask me, because the podcast is called Really Riley. So I don't mind answering, but I think it's funny that people say that. All right. So as far as facial procedures, um, we've already said that we, I haven't had lip procedures, but if somebody went further and said she probably had them in there somewhere and they're just flattened out, in your professional opinion, have I ever had lip fillers?
1: Well, it wouldn't be my opinion. I only know in my own office. We've talked about it and I dissuaded you from doing it. Yes. And so, so you that. know, maybe, you know, now that we've known each other a while though and we're getting, we're both getting older, it might be time at some point soon. Perhaps, you know, but maybe. Not, not to. Yeah. Maybe a little
0: lip flip. Not we'll
1: to, see. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep.
0: Um, in terms of my face, somebody said, what? I like this one. What procedures do you know Riley has done? And what procedures do you think she should do in going forward to maintain what she has? I like that one.
1: I think you're doing what you, uh, I think you're doing both of those things. The the things that you're doing are the things that you should be doing to maintain. You're doing a You're doing skincare. You're doing microneedling. You're doing all the things that somebody who has good genetics in their early 40s to do yes as you know and and when i say that it's you know if you are a uh, caucasian female with blonde hair and blue eyes i don't think that would be enough for no. you if you grew up in south florida for mm-hmm. instance because your skin will have aged much more rapidly than yours did. genetically so it's just different
0: you, i'm from puerto rico for goodness sakes we have something in there that's used to the sun you know
1: it's true everybody's different and, and, and you need to consider that when you, you know, ask about what somebody has had done, you know, and so those are, everybody is different and what they need could be different too. So, yeah.
0: And the one that is embarrassing for anyone to answer with professional or not, I don't know, maybe this would be embarrassing for me if I was sitting over there on the other side of this microphone, <sighs> the chesticles, the girls, y'all, they're mine. <laughs> Dr. Schoenfeld, are they, what do you think?
1: Yeah, 100%. They're mine. <laughs> 100%. Damn. I don't think there's a mystery on that one. I
0: mean, people are just like, when did you have them done? They did a blah, blah, But look, y'all, I know how to place a bra and a chicken cutlet if I have to. They're mine. Get over it. <laughs> this was really, really fun, Dr. Schoenfeld. I love the way that you answer everything. So many people have been asking me all these things, and I always... I don't have the degrees that you do or the know-how in anything in terms of the medical field, the beauty field, but I do think I'd like to have a degree, say that I have a degree, even though I don't, in communication and doing it with pride and responsibility to people that listen and follow what I say. Because I've been in the industry for 20 years and I've tried really hard to always be very transparent, very real, and very informed of the things I talk about. So I completely appreciate you coming on this podcast to talk about these things and Honestly, I would really love to have you back. Like, as some new things pop up and new questions arrive, maybe we do this every couple of months or so. What do you think?
1: Happy to do it. I, I love talking about this stuff. You know, and, and it's funny. I learn from my patients. You know, they'll come in and they'll tell me, "Look, I, do you know what this this procedure does? It work here?" And I'm like, "Wow, where did you hear about this?" And I You know, it might be a coin name or something, but I, I it is a uh, it's it's a rocket ship now the, uh, cosmetic industry. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun talking about it. And I actually love, um, pers- you know, doing these things, but I also love telling people like, you know, what bothers you and how can we get there together? You know, and not, not overnight, but you know, I like to establish long-term relationships as you know. Well, so, we're five yeah, seven uh, years in, so... <laughs> Anytime. Living proof.
0: Do me a favor. Give me the social of the Renew, where I always go for all of my facial work, Um, and then your social. So unless you don't want to give that out and have people asking you questions. Either way. No, I
1: I actually answer all my stuff. Our our website is uh, RenewDC.com. My Instagram is Dr. Philip Schoenfeld.
0: That's a lot of spelling um, that that he's tagged on my Instagram too, y'all. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah and that's pretty much you have those two things and you can get in touch with us
0: all right well I really appreciate you guys coming on the podcast again we do this the whole ask Riley stuff every single week so if you guys want me to do an entire one like we semi did now just based on your beauty questions you can send some more in at really and hit me up on socials at Riley Couture across the board Dr. Schoenfeld I appreciate you. It's been amazing speaking to you. And I am probably going to see you in a month or two for some
1: touch-ups. Oh, always a pleasure. Yeah, always a pleasure talking with you, Riley. it been fantastic. I love watching your growth. It makes me very uh, happy for you. Oh,
0: don't make me misty. I just got my eyelashes done. All right, you guys. Thank <laughs> you so much for listening. It's really Riley.